0: GNC is determined to stay open and get past this COVID-19 tornado of pain, but how likely is it really? Just like some of the new things that are happening over the last couple of weeks, specifically like store level stuff that's happening, um, also like some COVID-19 things that are happening, just kind of updating you guys here. GNC has announced that uh, 900 of their locations have actually closed temporarily. A lot of those are coming from the mall locations. I think somewhere around 28 or so percent of their stores Uh Last time I checked, were in malls. So regardless if it's an essential business or not, and that's up for debate. We'll talk about that a little bit later. Um, the Simon Properties, like if they close the mall, the mall is closed. It is what it is. You can't really do anything about it. So GNC has to close those locations. That is somewhere around like twenty five percent of their total domestic uh, store count. If you don't kind of consider the the. Uh, store-within-a-store, Rite Aid locations. And then they also have 700 stores that were on like restricted hours based around maybe some state and local type of government decisions. And this kind of gets you into a different situation here. Now, as a federal level... The commentary with the Department of Homeland Security has been that the uh, businesses in which uh, supplement stores are in today's world, 2020, having a lot of things that are food and beverage items that could be considered more of like a food retailer. Um, the interpretation is a supplement store, a health food store is now more of a food store than you know something that's a health and personal care type of a store, which would be non-essential. So That is the stance that's been going on. But there's actually a lot of states and local governments that are kind of changing the way that they're interpreting that information and putting some determinations on which businesses can and cannot stay open right now. GNC's stance as a corporation has said that they are an essential business. They are a food retailer. They sell 75% of their products are in need right now. These are products that people need, you know, high quality proteins, vitamins, minerals, uh, water, snacks, things like that, that people need and people need a place to buy at. So they're providing those things in accessible locations and staying, uh, you know, appropriate to the laws and regulations. But it's extremely interesting to think that the home state of GNC, Pennsylvania, in which GNC is is headquartered in Pittsburgh, Uh, they've come out, officials have come out and said that uh, supplement stores, GNC specifically, is not an essential business. It is not one that's an essential business because they sell health and personal care type of items that are non-essential businesses. So it's kind of interesting that even in the home state of GNC, they're kind of clashing with their own state in which they are headquartered in. I've talked about this a ton um, on some of those interviews and and things that I've had with the COVID-19 videos um, on my channel. But there's a difference between just staying open because you're an essential business and actually getting customers in the door and actually being safe, in which a customer or an employee feels comfortable going into their your store. Those are two different things. You know, putting the lights on that's one thing, but you actually still need to get people in the door. This isn't the field of dreams effect where all of a sudden you build it and they will come. It doesn't work like that. Regardless if they are an essential business or not. So employees specifically have kind of talked about they've been sent guidance from GNC to keep the store safe and do everything they need to do but they're saying that GNC is not necessarily sending them protection equipment that they need the cleaning supplies that they need things that they need to make sure that the store and the store employees are safe now that's obviously debatable and that's just some hearsay and things that are out there right now but that is uh, an important point because You need to have your employees feel safe for them to continuously come in to provide the level of support that you need, especially needing to do a bunch of different things from the cleaning perspective, maybe some different processes. But there was an interesting press release that happened a little bit right after the commentary from GNC around essential businesses and the Pennsylvania state officials kind of talking, thing that I was kind of mentioning. They actually put out a press release that said, given the unprecedented economic disruption caused by this health crisis management has implemented measures to reduce expenses and maintain flexibility to manage through these challenging times, including a reduction in operating expenses, including a hiring freeze, eliminating corporate merit increases, and other cost savings initiatives, a decrease in the number of field leadership roles as the company continues to optimize the store fleet, also reducing costs around the business with the exception of digital capabilities, and then they temporary furloughs for a significant portion of their store and corporate associates across all levels of the organization. Furloughed associates will maintain health benefits and GNC sponsor plans with 100% of the premiums funded by GNC throughout at least the month of April. GNC has made a few mentions that they currently employ somewhere around 12,400 people, which uh, is about 4,400 full-time and 8,000 part-time workers, Uh, but they didn't give any clear numbers on who or what the actual number is that they furloughed. So to complete this video, I want to talk about some of those point of views that I was talking about. Um, This is obviously a difficult situation. GNC's in a very difficult situation right now. So I want to kind of view this from a different angles, maybe give some value to some different stakeholders that are watching this video. Um, I'm going to be primarily talking about the brand. Uh, So basically brands that are on consignment and non-consignment. I'm also going to be talking about just the supplement industry as a whole, and then GNC. Now, one Uh, stakeholder that I'm going to leave out on this specific video is going to be the GNC store associates, the ones that maybe have just lost their job. I'm going to be breaking this out on a specific video. I'm going to give you guys all the value I can possible on how to get through this. So that's going to be in a video that you guys are going to see ASAP. I'm going to be trying to do that one as quick as possible for you guys. I hope that you're going to like this one because I know that you guys are in a difficult situation and hopefully I could kind of help you guys conceptualize a little bit of what I would do if I was in your guys' situation. So talking about the brand side or, or vendors specifically. If we're talking about and breaking them up into two kind of subsections, you have the ones that are on Consignment, and then ones that are non-consignment. So I'll talk about the ones on consignment now, because that's actually where the majority of this is at from a third-party brand or vendor perspective. And just to give you guys an understanding, if if you don't understand the consignment part of it, is you actually have to stock the shelves with product, and you're not really paid until it actually gets bought. Um, So pay on scan is is a term that you hear a lot. Is basically if they have uh, three thousand stores, say you have six thousand units out there, they're ten bucks a unit. On the cost side, you have you know sixty thousand dollars sitting out there. That's also if you account for, you know, multiple different SKUs and you have a product in the distribution centers and back stock and tons of other things like that. So, Most of these brands are smaller brands and they have hundreds of thousands of dollars or millions of dollars of product that's sitting there uh, at GNC on their books and they're not able to sell it. If you have stores that are closed and you have stores that have limited hours and things like that, you're not able to turn that product. That product's just sitting there and you can't get it back. It's not, you can break into these GNCs and get it back and sell it on e-commerce or something like that. So you're in this situation and it depends on, you know, if you're a, caps, powders, pills business, you you have a two year expiration on your product. And regardless of what happens, maybe you're able to get that product back at some point, maybe sell it through and, and fire sale at some other channel or something like that. But if you're a food item and say you're a protein bar company and you have six months of like premium product freshness, you are screwed right now. Honestly, you're at this point where by the time this product gets sold, you're likely going to get that product sold to a customer. They're not going to have the best freshness of that product. And that ultimately hurts you long-term because they might not buy your product ever again because they think it's not that good of a product, but it's not really something that you accounted for when you guys were putting that product on shelf. So if I was in this position, if I was a brand that had product on shelf at GNC, in my opinion, what I would say you do is that if you don't have a strong balance sheet, so I'm saying you can't weather this, And you're not a product that has had consistent velocity in the light of this last March and maybe into February. Like if you are having stronger sales, you need to obviously balance that and need to do what you need to do. But like if you are looking at velocities that are that are not doing all that well, what you need to do is really kind of look at the risk profile now, look at your exposure, and really figure out if this makes sense for your business anymore. It might be time for you to refuse some POs, it might be time for you to just try to back out of this contract. You need to figure out what you need to do to sustain your business. This is not a position where GNC is in a very strong position on themselves. So you need to figure out, is my product going to be better suited in a place where I could sell it and control that and work for me in a better way? This isn't something where you're needing to really honestly think about GNC's feelings right now. I know that sounds bad. It is what it is, but this is a matter of, can you put yourself in a better, stronger position in this COVID-19 retailing environment? And being that you have a bunch of products sitting on shelf of a retailer that is kind of teetering on their performance and how they're gonna stay alive and a lot of their locations where your sales are going are not open or having restricted hours, you might wanna think about, does this make sense for my business anymore? Because when this all comes out, whatever happens with GNC in the post COVID-19 world, uh, odds are, they're going to look much different and they're going to have different people there. They're going to have a bunch of different things that are going to happen. And at that point, the company's much different. Then you can relook at the situation and say, Hey, does this make sense for me again? Can I go back and, and maybe make sense of this? If you end the relationship amicably and, and you do what you got to do. I mean, obviously I'm not telling you to go out and burn bridges, but what I'm saying is you need to look at how do you de-risk your business? And I'm assuming a lot of you guys have a lot of risk. If you, are a consignment brand sitting on shelf at GNC. Now, transitioning into if you're like a non consignment brand, if you're a wholesale brand, you have to look at this situation a little bit different. But I would say if you are not considered a top vendor in your categories, I would really be looking at this again. And does this make sense for my business? Because what's going to end up happening is that there's going to be a squeeze that's going to end up happening. And if you are not the top brands, you're going to get squeezed first. It's just a matter of what it is. And if, if it doesn't make sense for you, There are other brands that are willing to do it probably on the consignment side because they don't really understand what the risk profile is right now. Um, So GNC can easily replace you with somebody else. It's not that there's not other people in line. There's always somebody that wants to get on shelf at GNC regardless of what the situation looks like. So that doesn't mean that you need to stay there. The business is much different uh, today than it was probably when you signed that contract a long time ago. So you need to look at this in, in the current Spectrum and say, hey, what does GNC look like now? What does GNC look like in the near term? And then what do they look like in the long term? There's a ton of uncertainty towards the long term. So you really have no idea what's going to happen. So Does it make sense to evaluate your business on some uncertainty level? Probably not. You need to think on near term. You need to think on short term. And based around that, odds are the reasons why you're on shelf at GNC is no longer apparent anymore. Uh, It doesn't look the same. So you need to kind of reevaluate that situation as of today. So I would, again, look at your balance sheet, see how things are going from a strength perspective, look at your velocity, especially in March and, and February and seeing, hey, have these increased? Have these dropped off? And then it's a matter of does it make sense to start short shipping? Does it make sense to maybe end that relationship? I would really be focused uh, as well around the receivables side of thing. Are they extending out your payment terms? Are they not paying you on time? Are there things like that that are happening? If those are the case, you gotta get out of there as quick as possible. Now, transitioning this into like the supplement industry, like that point of view, for me, GNC, and I'm obviously a part of the supplement industry as a stakeholder, um, for me, it's always been one of those great in-between retail channels where it's kind of a stepping stone for some of your larger aspirations. If you're able to prove yourself in a national placement at GNC and you're the best of the best and the biggest retailer in the supplement industry, you have a better selling story to go out and get Kroger or go out and get Walmart or Target or something like that if it makes sense for your brand. That's not going to be there anymore. So now you have a larger leap to go from something that's a specialty to a mass or a large channel retailer. That's a problem, that's not something that you want. You wanna have that in between to give you a better stepping stone. So them going out of business is not beneficial to the supplement industry and If any of the supplement industry stakeholders are cheering on their bankruptcy, they need to really look themselves in the mirror and think about how fucked up that is. Because honestly, you should not be rooting against any business to fail. That is not the case. You should not be trying to burn down everybody else's house because that helps your house. It's not. Your house is going to go down with it. It's not going to be a net net positive where you're just going to come out shining. And then finally, just discussing GNC's point of view, their perspective here. Honestly, the only thing at this point in the short term that you could do is, is continue to pull out any conceivable cost you can to make sure that the business does not completely slow to a halt. You're trying your best to keep the business moving to some level and pull out as many costs as possible because you need cash to pay down your debt. So that means like temporarily closing a lot of the stores that are not going to be something you can make money on, even if you continue to keep the lights on in this kind of COVID-19 retailing situation. That means, you know, closing the ones that you already have ample coverage across certain cities, metro areas. And since you don't have the kind of full capabilities of micro shipping with some of these stores, there's no use of you keeping kind of stores on if you're losing more by keeping the lights on than you are to just completely kind of shut them out and pull all the costs out of them. Do whatever you need to do. I know that that isn't the best thing you want to think about right now. That's not the fun part of Uh, being in leadership at any company. And this is not something that is fun for GNC. I hope that anybody's listening to this. It's not fun for me to report on this. It's not fun for you probably to listen to this. And it's not fun for anybody in that business that are going through this. This is unfortunate. This is not something that anybody wants to see right now. But GNC is really just fighting for the lives right now. They need to really just think about their business in a completely different manner right now. There's there's the idea of, hey, what are we gonna do in the future? How we're we gonna, you know, that's this kind of stuff I talk about all the time with GNC. You know, what they could have done years and years and years ago, I've been talking about these things, has no bearing right now, has no bearing. It's about how do you stay alive in the short term? This is a completely different situation for GNC right now. And they need to be thinking about how do we keep business alive until we get out of the uncertainty and and that's where we're at right now. The analysts, in terms of that, are covering GNC. The ones that are talking, you know, and putting things out in the mass media and stuff like that. Uh, we tend to have some different views on a lot of things, uh, but I do want to kind of address some of the things that they've been talking about, and just kind of my thoughts, my kind of feelings around the three areas. The first ones that they talk about is is this short term COVID nineteen effects, like what's happening, and what I'll say is a macro, complete macro, of the supplement industry, Um, this is a net net positive. You're seeing tons of growth happening. A lot of the models right now in the macro industry are that we're going to increase our one-year uh, compounded annual growth rate on a very big base. You know, this, we're talking $50 billion at this point or something. So this is a net-net positive. So this is, should be a benefit to GNC. The issue is twofold. While GNC is not getting the pure benefit of this net-net positive in the supplement industry, one is around the competition they have with the large like retail channels and the shopping behavior that's happening in this kind of COVID-19 effect type of period right now. Consumers are looking to stay safe. And because they're looking to stay safe, they're going and doing their shopping behavior in a much different way. In a physical sense, if they still want to go to a store, they're making those be very like streamlined, uh, very convenient um, type of shopping location. So they are not going to add a bunch of complexity into their shopping by going into a specialty retailer to pick up this, and they go to this specialty and pick up this. Yeah, that would be nice if they could pick up the best possible products in every category like normal consumers maybe like to do. But at this point, you're defaulting or trading down into what is available in the easiest channel uh, retailers that I could pick up. So is that Walmart? Is that Target? Is that Costco? That's where they're going at. And they're just going to trade down into like a you know protein there or vitamins there if that's how they like to buy. Now on the flip side, if e-commerce. And that's where GNC is obviously seeing some of their benefit. It's not going to come out as a net net positive for them. And that's mostly because they're not winning first product search. First product search is similar to like same store comps. This is where you're going to get the uh, visits into your store. Most of those are going to Amazon. Amazon gets a benefit here. Amazon is the easiest way for people to find what they need to. That is the biggest selection. They know that is going to be the best chance of them getting anything in stock. So people are defaulting their behavior to an Amazon. It doesn't help GNC regardless If they do sell some of their products on there, these are non branded search terms. GNC is not ranked high on a lot of the non branded search terms, so they're gonna lose out on those sales. Another thing they talk about here is the macro pandemic, uh, that is the post kind of COVID 19, what's gonna happen from the economic side of things. I'm actually a lot less worried about that part of the scenario here, and that's mostly because when we break out uh, and we open up the economy and we let things go, regardless if there's a downturn, you're going to start to see a recessionary period that maybe is similar to like the financial crisis. Now, the financial crisis during that time, the Great Recession, supplements did great. Uh, the problem right now is that the uh, sports side, there's, there's some sides of the um, product categories within the supplement industry that are not doing all that well, and that's mostly because the gyms are closed. This is a unique situation where literally life has stopped. You, know, you can't go out to the gym. A lot of times the parks are closed. You can't go out just to just enjoy your life anymore. So going out and being an active individual is a little bit less... Uh, interesting for people. The motivation is not there. And because of that, maybe you're not taking the pre-workouts like you used to. Maybe you're not taking the amino acids like you used to. Maybe you're not doing the normal behaviors that you used to. But if we open up the economy, open up the gyms, we open up normal life again in some aspect, some variants of that, you're going to see this come back to where normal life is at. So I'm not necessarily worried about from a GNC perspective. I'm not worried about that being like some nail in the coffin. I don't think that because there's a recessionary period, there isn't a overabundance of of risk coming from GNC because of the long-term like macroeconomic uh, recessionary period. And then thirdly, what they talk about is the limited access to capital markets uh, for GNC. Now, I agree, this is probably an issue for GNC. GNC has been struggling for this for a while. GNC has had their refinancing backed out of, in a couple cases, be that coming from U.S. investors or Chinese investors that are dealing with a lot of debt leverage. So there's not necessarily the saving grace that they had when they made that original deal with Harbin back in 2018, 2019. Now, why I think there's the... Big immediate issue here and and why they're not going to be able to get refinanced and and not anything is that if I put myself in a situation where I'm an investor, I'm either a very large private equity firm, I'm an institutional investor, you know, those types of things. And even if I thought right now GNC would have a good value in the market and I want to put some money towards it to keep them alive. I wouldn't do it right now. I would be sitting back and waiting for more hurt to happen, uh, be that on GNC or any other similar sized businesses. I would be waiting and seeing how much hurt are they going to be in, and then what price can I get them to say yes to? It's going to be a much better price later after they're hurting more. So I think I'm in a sit and wait type of a situation, and the profile as a whole is not all that good with GNC anyways, honestly, from that size of a business. So you're going to need to be really looking at the situation and then Negotiation standpoint and saying, this is my asks. They're going to be outlandish. They're going to be huge uh, for the investor, and GNC is going to have to say yes. If they don't say yes, what else options do they have? So it's going to be one of these crazy situations where they're going to have to really throw a hail mary to survive. I, you know, obviously feel for GNC. I I feel for the situation that they're in. I, I mentioned this a few times on this video, and I've mentioned this on any video that I have to talk about things in a not. Positive way. I'm a positive person. I try my best to do whatever I can to help out every business possible. I've obviously put in a lot of hours talking about GNC and things that I would be doing. Obviously, that has nothing. It's just words. It's just, you know, hot air at this point. I'm not a management consultant on file at GNC. They don't have to listen to me for shit, and they probably don't. But this is a difficult situation. I hope anybody watching this video understands that this is not uh, some time for you to like weirdly cheer or anything like that. This is not that time. But if you have any questions, any comments, anything around GNC, you guys have some opinions about GNC, uh, leave them down below. I'd love to hear them and love to answer anything that I can.